Hi, I'm Miranda Ray Mayo, also known as Mr. Mayo. I play Stella Kid on Chicago Fire, and you are listening to Meet Us at Molly's. Not gonna be all sunshine and roses, but I can promise it's gonna be a hell of a ride. Hi, Shy Hearts. Um, it's been a minute. Yeah. It's been a minute. I feel like Burgess, after she got shot, and she's like, who's the president? What's the internet? Like, yeah, we, we took a nice little two week break. I would, well, nice might be overstating it. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, we, uh, this is the first time you're hearing from us since the finales, which feels like the finales feel like they were like another lifetime ago. It feels like it was 20 years ago. I know. Like, honestly, it feels like it was 20 years ago. It's insane. Yeah. So welcome to hiatus, even though we've been in hiatus for almost a month now. Um, yeah yeah i know episode 225 today we're going back in the vault and we are going back to one of one of our favorite types of episodes we love the bottle episodes or at least i do brian i don't know if you feel the same uh Uh, duh i love the bottle episodes this is casey's bottle episode so season five episode four season five episode four um it's hiatus we don't really have any news um Friend of the pod, Emily Longaretta, she's doing her chats with the cast every day. No, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Yeah, she's doing chats with the cast. And so it, it's all the Wolf shows. So FBI, SVU, regular Law and Order. Um, today being Thursday, the day that, well, you're listening to this on Friday, but we're recording on Thursday. She had Guy Lockard today. I admittedly have not been able to tune into any of these, um, but I, I mean to. I've watched, point. I watched a little bit of Guys today um i just i love him he's great um and yeah i mean last week she had miranda and LaRoyce. those were her two like chicago ones um so i really try to catch those i mean if i can i try to catch some of at least a little bit of her other ones too but i don't watch the other shows until she has someone from international then i'll definitely tune into that but she hasn't had someone yet so um, I'll tune in for regular fbi and international yeah for sure well she had jeremy's sister on was that that was two days ago. That was on Tuesday. She had Jeremy Sisto on. Oh, I missed that. Damn it. Yeah. That's a bummer. Um, so that's really the only news we've got, unless you count like Hanako, Daniel, and Alberto just living their best lives in Greece right now. It's the best. I like was looking at the Instagram stories a little while ago, and it's just like the actual best. They are having the time of their lives judging by their insta stories and i'm so happy for them like go have fun well we have to talk about the fact that patty and tracy were in greece a few weeks ago yeah yeah that too um tracy went to greece like right after the season ended and then patty and reem followed jana lee ortiz was there i didn't know jana knew them well, I mean, we could talk about the rumor of how that all connects, but but we're not I, we going there. We're not. We don't need to get into rumors. But we yes, go there. I love the fact that Jaina, who's on Station 19, so fire show, was hanging out with the other. I mean, PD kids, but still, it's just like it's like makes my heart happy. No, mine too. And I definitely, when I saw pictures of Jaina and Tracy, I was just like, I'm just going to, I'm just going to enjoy this moment for a moment. And I'm just going to imagine that it's Andy and Haley together. Andy and Haley would be friends though. Let's oh, be Oh, they real. would be such good friends. 
Andy and Haley would be amazing. And they'd be the kind of friends that like, if one of them got upset about something, like they would be like, we don't talk about feelings. So like, you want to talk? Okay. But if not, I'm also totally cool with that. I could also see Haley and Maya being good friends. Mm. I mean, obviously, because Andy and Maya are good friends. So like, it would make sense. But oh man, Haley would fit right in with Andy and Maya. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That would be great. That'd be great. Um, so yeah, our, our, our faves are just living it up in Europe right now, but I feel like everyone's like, I feel like, I don't know if you're feeling this way, but I swear to God, like everyone I know, like personally and just celebrity wise is in Greece right now. Like everybody, not us. Yeah. I mean, not us. I wish I was in Greece. Like I have friends that are on their honeymoon in Greece slash Italy. I have another friend who's vacationing in Greece. I'm just like, why? I mean, I get it. It's post pandemic well post pandemic everyone's traveling why did we miss the memo like we're cool people we like to hang i would have gladly celebrated my birthday next week in greece gladly gladly indeed indeed yeah now granted if i had planned a trip to greece i wouldn't have been able to go but you know i mean uh, you know so so let's do let's explain to everybody where we were the past few weeks okay (laughs) so so my fiance and i the weekend of Late Memorial Day. Memorial Day was the holiday. Yeah. Memorial Day. We go to Orlando. We go to Disney Universal. We go to a soccer game. Oh, we have the greatest time ever. So three days later, it's Wednesday. We're back at home. It was and Tuesday. Was it Tuesday that you flew in? Okay. Yeah, so it's Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah. Cause Monday was Labor Day. So Tuesday. Great. Whatever. I had a half day at work. I go in for the morning. And by that point, my fiance had been coughing and sneezing a little bit, but like he swore, he was like, it's a cold. Like, I'm totally fine. It's just a cold. And I, I was like, all right, that's fine too. I felt totally fine. Totally fine. So on Tuesday, I take a half day from work. I go pick up my wedding dress, like totally awesome. Great thing. And I'm going straight from there to go pick up Bryna at the airport. Cause we're about to go to ATX, right? Like just the best day ever. I'm like, cool wedding dress, like no work. Bryna's coming. This is the best. This is the best. Go pick up Bryna from DFW. We get back to my house and I'm like, welcome, meet Pepper. You've never met him before. This is my house. You finally get to see it. We go upstairs and Charlie is holding a positive COVID test in his hand. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm over here. I'm like, okay, we're not going to panic. We're not going to panic, even though internally, totally panicking, totally panicking. So (laughs) Bryna talks some sense into me. She's like, we can't stay here. Like you realize that, right? And I'm just like, oh yeah, good point. Good point. So (laughs) we pack up our stuff. Like we, Bryna was pretty much at my house for like 15 minutes. Like, yeah, this is my house. This is my living room. This is my dog. This is my fiance. He has COVID. Okay. Now we gotta go. Bye. So (laughs) Bryna's first time to meet Charlie, by the way, in like the five, six years that we've known each other. So (laughs) We go to my parents. They live up the road. No big deal. Right. We go to my parents. Cause I'm, I'm still negative at that point. I didn't want to, I didn't want to see the test. I was like, I don't want to take it. What if I'm positive? Like, I don't want to do it. And Brenda's like, you got to be an adult and do it. And I was like, fuck, you're right. This is why we balance each other. Brenda's the grown up one out of the two of us. <laughs> we go to my parents. We have a great night. I, we had fun. I drank wine, laughed, watched TV, chatted, whatever. Great. The next day, I'm working from home, right? It's, it's Wednesday. I'm working from home. Well, first off I had to grab all of my stuff in a giant rush, right? Grabbed my work laptop, did not grab the charger. So I opened the laptop in the morning to like get to work. The laptop dies. So I'm like kaput. I'm completely off the grid. I just know I have certain meetings at certain times. 
So that day my throat felt like a little bit scratchy, but not too bad. Not terrible. I didn't, I didn't feel like, like I should have, I should have known something was coming on, but like, I was in denial. Cause I was just like, no, we're going, I'm not missing this. Like we're fucking going. So we come up with a plan midway through the day. And I'm like, why don't we just go to Austin tonight? Like, let's just stay the night. Like, let's go early, hang with our friends, stay the night. Cool. So at that point, we're like, okay, cool. I've got my last meeting at 2.30. I'm going to take that meeting. We're going to drive down to Austin. And I'll just take, I'll take one last test before we go. You're forgetting the part that you tested negative that morning. I did test negative that morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the night before and the morning of, I tested negative both times. So I was like, maybe I'm in the clear. Maybe. This is where the narrator voice comes in and it's like, she was not in fact in the clear. She was not. Okay. So I take a test right before my plan. Like I had a, I had a meeting at two 30. I had to go like pull away, like by myself, just like do the meeting, whatever. I took a test right before then. And it had like the tiniest little line. And I was like, I don't get it. Like, what, what is this? I, I don't like it said on the test. Like if you have a faint line that you're positive, but I was like, maybe not, maybe it's a false positive. I've been taking these tests for months. Okay. And never once have I gotten a positive. So I, I got to a certain point with these tests where I was like, maybe they just don't work. Like, I don't know. Um, I got a cold back in April when I, the first time I went to Orlando and that time I was like, is it? And it never was. And I was just like, maybe these tests just don't work. Maybe I have it. And I'm just spreading it to my coworkers and they don't work. They work. (laughs) They work. So I go into another room to take the, to take the client meeting and I'm doing this on my phone. Right. So that's happening while I'm, I'm like texting other people and I'm on zoom on my phone at the same time. So, um, I text Brian and I'm like, okay, well I have the second test going, but like, it's, I don't know what it's doing. It's, it's giving me the same result. And she texts me and you slid it under the door. Yes. Yes. Okay. So yeah. Yeah. Cause I took the second test and I was like, I'm not sure what's happening here, but again, I'm in a client meeting. So I've got to like, keep it together. Brian is in my parents' living room. Okay. I'm like, I'm like around the corner, but like we're in two separate spots here. So Brian is like, well, can I come look at it? I'm like, let me slide it under the door. I slide it under the door. Brian takes it. She's holding onto the first and second test. And I'm in the middle of this meeting, trying to act all lawyerly and whatnot. And she finally texts me and she's like, your first one is like way more pronounced. And I was like, mother fucker. Like, oh shit. So I excused myself from the meeting. I was very honest. I was like, guys, just found out I tested positive for COVID. Got to excuse myself from the meeting. We did that. Uh, I was like, dying in that meeting. Cause I was like, Oh my God. I was like, Brenna wasted her time and money. She flew down to Dallas, which could have flew down to Austin. And now she's here. I have COVID and how are we going to get her to Austin now? Like I felt horrible, horrible, but I made it. And I was testing negative and cause I'd already had COVID. And I think that was the thing that saved me is I literally tested negative. Like the whole, t- I literally tested two times a day, the whole time I was in Austin. Yeah. And I tested negative every single time. I think the antibody saved you. Cause literally like the, the second yeah. test I took, it was like a different one from the one I normally do. Brenna stood right next to me and like helped me figure it out. And yeah, I think the antibody saved your butt. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Cause so- your parents, even in, their parents had not gotten it. Your parents ended up getting it. And like, they had not had COVID before. Like I somehow, I think me yeah. having had COVID is what save me. I think so too. I think so too. So like literally my last memory of Bryna in Dallas is her, like <laughs> me standing off to the side, like a bajillion feet away, waving very sadly and just being like, I love you. I'm really sorry. And Bryna leaving. 
my mom took her to another airport and she took a Southwest flight to Austin. So Brian, got to go to ATX. I didn't. I did. Um, I did. How, how was it? <laughs> Tell me about the wonderfulness I missed. It was, I mean, it was good. It was, I mean, we haven't really, I mean, we've texted about it, but like, it's not the same thing as like actually sitting here and debriefing about, you know, Yeah. it was good. I mean, it's definitely different. I mean, I don't know. I think you've probably talked to Rachel about it, but Mm -hmm. like it definitely being at a different venue, it felt differently. Like it definitely felt smaller. I mean, it, it felt different, but it was still, it was just like, it felt different, but at the same time, it just, it felt good to be back. Like it felt so familiar, like seeing familiar faces, meeting new, you know, like it's ATX. Like it's still, even though it feels different, it was still a great environment. So. Uh, and that, I, I was sad to miss out on the Scrubs reunion. Oh my God. Um, yeah. I, I don't want to like rub it in your face, but I don't even watch Scrubs. I've, I, don't even think I've ever seen a full episode of Scrubs, like ever, ever. And I thought that was like one of the best panels I've ever, I've ever been to at ATX. I thought it was amazing. I loved that show when I like, I like I think 2009, 2010 is when I got into it and I loved it. And so I was bummed to miss that, that one for sure. And then, and we lucked out because we got just the way, like we all kind of ended up showing up at different times because some of us have fast passes, some of us didn't, whatever. And so like two of our friends, Christine, who's one of our patrons, and then our friend Kate, like they got out and they got in there earlier and like had saved us all like seats in like the third row. So like, it just made the scrubs panel, like, you know, like when you sit closer at those kind of things in, you know, the Paramount, you know, like Mm -hmm. it just makes it a lot better. So. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So, um, this. Yeah. So I missed that. I know it's on the virtual site now. And so I, I got to check that out. Cause I just, I took my badge and I transferred it to next year. I, I think the- it's the virtual sites down as of today. I think it's either today or tomorrow. It like just went up though. Didn't it? No, it's been up for weeks. Cause they started. Nobody it, told like, me that. Yeah. It started. I want to say maybe a couple days before ATX they had started putting stuff up there. Well, son of a bitch. I don't know. I, I think it's either today or tomorrow. I could be wrong on that though. Huh. I mean, it'll be up on YouTube eventually, but yeah. Yeah. There were some panels I was bummed to miss, but thankfully, like you said, this was a smaller atmosphere than years past. So like the only thing that really stung a little bit was missing Jared Padalecki moderating the Walker independence panel. Cause we all know how much I love me some Jared Padalecki. Yeah. Um, I could have had a Jared hug. Could have had a Jared hug, but whatever. Fine. I'm not bitter. <laughs> um, yeah. So the first couple of days, like Thursday and Friday, like the first couple of days of COVID, I just was like sitting on my couch, just like, I can't believe I'm missing the fucking festival. Like it just hurt a lot. And then the, the next couple of days, I was just kind of like, don't think about all your friends three hours away, having a blast without you. Don't think about it. Just don't think about it. Like, yeah, it's fine. We, well, we definitely missed you. I mean, you were definitely missed. Um, I mean, it was good to be back with everybody, but like, we missed our friends who weren't there because you were not the only one. So no, we were missing a couple other people from our group, but like- I mean, it was nice to like add some other people into the group too. Cause of course it always just seems to get bigger and bigger every year. just yeah. the way it goes. But like, of course you miss the ones who aren't there too. So this was just, and, and the thing is too, is like, I, I totally knew this was going to happen. I knew it. I knew it. Like the whole time leading up to Orlando, I was like, okay, like I'm slightly worried that we're going to get COVID after this and I'm going to miss ATX, but like, no, it's just anxiety brain it was not anxiety brain. I was fucking right. But 
It's over. Yeah. I tested negative as of earlier this week. I have freedom again. I left the house for the first time in like 10 days on Tuesday. That was awesome. We're good. We survived. I survived. Yeah. I'm sorry. I made you waste your time and money, but you didn't catch COVID. I did not catch COVID. I still got to go. So yeah, I don't think Brian is ever flying through Dallas ever again, but well, I have to obviously. Oh, poor you. <laughs> I have to, I'm in the wedding. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I will never, I will be in Dallas again, but will I have a little PTSD? Uh, dude me too maybe maybe just a little bit the image of you just like leaving while I stand there and I'm like like forever in my brain but I I felt so bad but there was nothing I could do oh my god I felt horrible it was nothing yeah you didn't do it on purpose like it's fine (laughs) it's water under the bridge at this point Yes and no. I mean, I'm still a little stuffy here and there, but yeah, water under the bridge. But yeah. it was a wild two weeks is what it was. <laughs> wild. Yeah, I came also came back from ATX with laryngitis. So yeah, yeah. That was, and I'm still like, I guess like a little, like every time I like, if I find myself talking a lot, I'll like kind of end up coughing, but like, I'm fine. But yeah, came back with laryngitis. That was fun. I guess I had too good of a time. That's what my dad keeps saying. He's like, well, I guess you had too much fun. And I'm like, I did, but like. You had fun also, for the both of us. Yeah. I yeah. had fun for two people. Yeah. I like that excuse. So we survived, but um, yeah. So that's the life roundup. We also wanted to do the TV roundup because I've been inside for the past like 15 of 16 days of the month. So I don't know about you, but I've been watching things like my life depends on it. I feel like I've watched so, I mean, I think I've told you when I was there for like the brief second that like this summer, I just feel like I literally have my list sitting right here on my like quirk board. Like (laughs) I, there's so much TV coming back in this next little bit. Like I've watched so much TV since I've come back from Austin. We get Umbrella Academy back next week. I know. And it's on a Wednesday, which Wednesdays are my day off too, which is like amazing. Oh, like I just lucked out. So like, I'll be able to watch the whole season on Wednesday. I'm very excited. Um, but yeah, so much TV. Okay. So, so, so what are some things that you have watched in recent weeks? Um, so literally since I've come back from Austin, I binged all of, as we see it, cause I heard about it at ATX and mm-hmm. I just, I came back and I was like, I can't watch the boys right now. The boys needs like my, like the day I came home on Monday, I was like, I can't, I'm like, so I was like, I cannot focus on the boys right now. That needs my attention. I was like, I need something else. that's like a little less attention. So I watched all of, as we see it, which is on Amazon, the Jason Kadem show. Mm -hmm. I obviously now caught up on the boys. I have watched the first I I'm behind. I haven't watched this week's episode of Miss Marvel. I've watched all of love Victor, which came out yesterday. I'm in the middle of my Rutherford falls season two binge that just came out today. Um, Roswell, New Mexico, and In the Dark just came back. I mean, they're weekly, but still. Um, yeah, I think that's everything I've watched. I mean, The Summer I Turn Pretty comes out tomorrow. Like, there's just so much stuff. What's your favorite out of all those things you've watched? Oh, favorite? Uh, I mean, The Boys is amazing. Um, I've really enjoyed that. I love Victor. Was good. I think I still like season two better, and I'm okay with the way it ended. Um, Cause that was the final season. So yesterday was the third and final season. All of it dropped. I thought season three was good. I still preferred season two and I, I thought it was, I thought it was good. Um, I'm really enjoying Rutherford Falls. I like, I'm very season two is like, that was something that 
I watched for ATX. I watched season one because it was on Thursday. It was there. The panel was on Thursday. And I was like, I don't really have anything else to go to. So like, I'll watch this and whatever. And I was like, season one's okay. I was like, it was fine. Like, I was like, yeah, okay. I went to the panel. Well, they screened season two premiere and I went to the panel and season two. I mean, just even based on that episode alone, I was like, oh my God, this is so much better. Like season two, was like a great improvement, I think on season one. And I've watched two and a half more episodes. So I think I'm on episode four now um, of it. And it's, I agree. Like, it's still just, I think season two is so much better of Rutherford Falls. It's so good. I'm really enjoying it. Okay. So I'll put that one on the list. Yeah. I mean, season one's okay. Season two is a lot better. And I really enjoyed the panel. And I just, you know how there's always like, you see somebody on a bunch of panels at ATX and you're like, okay, I love them now. Like, I didn't really know much about them. The showrunner, Sierra Ornelas. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. I saw her on two or three panels too, I think. But like, she's amazing. She's just like beyond. She was like definitely a highlight of ATX for me. I think she's great. Um, nice. So I, yeah, I've really enjoyed that. Very cool. Very cool. What did you watch? Oh, so many things. So many things. So many things. Guys, I was in my house for like pretty much two weeks straight. It was, well, just shy of two weeks straight. So I got, um, I got the, like the energy last weekend to be like, I am going to binge every show I possibly can as quickly as I can before I go back to this like non-COVID lifestyle. So when I first tested positive, I was like, all right, fine. I'm going to go ahead and finish um, Under the Banner of Heaven. So Under the Banner of Heaven, it's on Hulu. It was a collaboration with FX and it, yeah. it basically stars Andrew Garfield. And he is a detective trying to solve a murder in this very extremely Mormon community. Uh, and I, I, the, it started off very, very strong. It got painfully slow towards the end. Really? And, yeah. Painfully slow towards the end. The only reason I stuck with it is because of Andrew Garfield. Yeah. Like I've thought about watching it, but I don't know. Well, I, there's just so much right now to watch. I'm like struggling to even get it all watched. It started really strong. And then they, towards the latter half, they took more of an emphasis on, like the, basically the family that this murder happens within is a very prominent family in the community. And they take a very, like very, very in-depth micro approach to the family dynamics and the religion and how Mormonism works. And I was just kind of like, I really just want to know who, who murdered this woman. Um, but yeah, the only reason I stuck with it is because of Andrew Garfield, who is an unbelievable actor. Um, so that happened. Um, Charlie and I love the show Letter Kenny. Um, which I don't think that would be your type of comedy, but uh, I mean, I don't really like comedy in general, which is why I'm surprised I'm liking Rutherford Falls, but I don't know. I don't know. So there's a character on Letterkenny named Shorzy. If you've ever seen Letterkenny, you know who I'm talking about. And they gave Shorzy a spinoff. Yes, so, I know that. I do know that. We checked out Shorzy. Um, I was I was a little disappointed. It kind of moved a little slower than I would have liked. <laughs> um Shorzy is hilarious on Letterkenny because of like his quirks, right? Uh, he's so funny. And the reason that you only ever see the back of him on Letterkenny is because he's played by the main guy, like the creator of Letterkenny who plays Wayne also plays Shorzy. Um, he's so funny on Letterkenny. He was not as funny in Shorzy. And I was kind of bummed about that. Cause like, 
he's like one of my favorite characters on that show but um it was, it was okay it's okay um i did start the boys of course season three loving it so far um never forget the time that jensen ackles behind broke amazon never forget nope happened so the only thing i'm nervous about because of the way last week ended and by this point you have the episodes so you've probably seen it um I'm just hoping they don't kill Karen or Karen's the actress. Um, Kamiko, I hope they don't kill her. Yeah, I I don't know. I don't know. And it makes me a little nervous that like episode five is like a musical episode. I'm just like, motherfucker. She better well, not be in some sort of like crazy coma and like dying. It's also supposedly Nick's big episode is yeah. what I've heard. Friend of the pod, Nick Wexler. Did you get to see him at all at ATX? Briefly. Briefly. Only briefly, but he, I didn't really, I mean, there wasn't the much as much of the hangout vibe going on. Cause again, things I didn't really think about as a result of COVID, like the first night we were there, like the bars were closing at like 11 mm-hmm. and like midnight. And we were like, what the fuck? Like, we were like, this is an ATX, but like staffing issue. Like, I just didn't really think about it. So it definitely just didn't have the same hangout vibe. Um, so i briefly saw him but very not really i had to live through you know images that were posted and stuff and then just text them to brian and our friend ashley so i think towards the end i texted you guys a picture and i was like i just need to say this into the abyss that nick looks really good like okay i'm done um but yeah nick wexler plays blue hawk and episode five is supposed to be a big one for him so uh yeah, I just uh, hashtag blessed with the boys this season. Jensen Ackles and Nick Wexler in the same season. Mm-hmm. Man, does not suck. Does not suck. Um, I also started and finished Our Flag Means Death. Um, that's the pirate show on HBO Max with Taika Waititi. Um, Taika, yeah. Taika, Taika. I, I never say his name right. Taika, yeah. Um, it started very slow. It got very good at the end and I ended up loving it. So yeah, that was I good. heard it's good. I, I know I need to watch that. It starts very slow, but like four episodes. And once you get it introduced to Tyga's character, it picks up. Yeah. 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 And there's a great ship on that episode too. I added them to my top ships list. So that was good. So then I finished our flag means death. And then I went to Heartstopper, which is a show Bryna told me to watch. Amazing. It's very sweet. It's very light. Um, it's British. It's about this young teenage boy who is gay and basically how he falls in love with his homeroom partner and how his homeroom partner is kind of exploring his sexuality and, and finds love back. Very sweet. Very, very amazing. Sweet. Gina's not doing it. It's amazing. It's so good. Yeah. I just, I just, I found it cute and light, but I was just kind of like, it's about it. Like, okay. It's amazing. It's so good. Okay. Like, all right. Um, okay. So after Heartstopper, I did only murders in the building. Brenna watches that. Um, Amazing. Also one of my favorite chefs of shows of 2021. I did enjoy it. I enjoyed it a lot. And I was really surprised at who the killer ended up being. I wasn't, I didn't see that even though like, this is the genius thing about the writing on this show is that like, it was, it was in front of us the entire time. It's just nobody like the murder weapon, which was a dead ringer for who killed this guy was in plain sight the whole time. And nobody ever knew what it was. Yeah. Genius. I I mean, I love the fact like they did an all ASL episode. I mean, Mm -hmm. like it's, it's really, it's really good. I'm very excited. That comes back on the 28th. Yeah. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed that one a lot. I thought it was great. Really, really great. So then 
finished Only Murders. Then I was like, okay, I'm going to go to Apple TV Plus because I want to watch Severance. Out of everything I have binged in the time that I've been quarantined, Severance, hands down, has been my favorite. I like am dying for all of my friends to watch Severance because I just want to talk about it so badly. But I only have like two friends who have watched it and Brenda wouldn't like it. No. It was amazing. Amazing. Adam Scott is absolutely brilliant in it. Patricia Arquette is unbelievable in it. Like the whole thing, it's just so good. And it's such a mystery and it's like a fascinating mystery. Do you know anything about what it's about? Um, a little bit, but so I know it's not for me. So they work I've, for this, they work for this company and they don't really know what this company does, but you, they, they go undergo this procedure where you sever. And it just means that you basically split yourself into two, two different selves. So you have your work self that only knows your job that works at your job, whatever. And then when you get in the elevator and go home for the day, you have like your other self. So other self doesn't know anything about work. Work doesn't know anything about other self. You just know that like you work for this company and that's that two different versions of yourself. So like things are really fucked up in this company and like your outer self can't do anything about it because they don't know what happens on the inside. Oh my God. That show is amazing. Um, I need my friends to watch it. I need everybody to watch it just so I can talk to people about it because it was amazing. amazing. I loved it. Um, Brian is just nodding. She's like, yeah, I'm never going to watch that. Nope. Nope. Never going to watch it. So nope. um, then I finished Severance and then I moved on to Ghosts, which is on Paramount Plus. I thought it was on CBS. Is it on CBS? I thought it was just Paramount Plus. Uh, I thought it was on CBS. So Ghosts is a comedy. I was just kind of pivoting all over the place. Um, You might like Ghosts, actually. I know you don't watch comedy, but you actually might like that one. So uh, Rose McIver is in this, and she and her husband inherit this ginormous mansion from her, like her great aunt or something. Well, there are ghosts that live in this house who- It is CBS. Is it CBS? Oh, okay. I didn't know it aired on CBS. I thought it was solely streaming. It is Mm -hmm. not. Okay. So they live in this house. It's super old. And- it's inhabited by the ghosts who have died on this property for like all of time. So you've got all sorts of different ghosts. There's, there's a native American, there's from the Lenape tribe. There's like an Indian who died in like the 1500s. There's a Viking named Thor who lived there. Um, one of her descendants, like uh, Rose McIver, like one of her descendants or her character's descendants, uh, Hetty lives there. There's another guy from the revolutionary war who looks like Hamilton. Um, and then there's like two guys who died in the eighties. It's really funny, but basically the ghosts basically fuck with stuff in the house and she ends up having an accident and almost dying. And then after that, she's able to see the ghosts. It's cute. It's light. I enjoy it. I'm not all the way through it yet. I'm almost there, but it's funny. I thought it was cute. Yeah. I've no, I think Ashley and Allison like it. Our friends, Ashley and Allison like it. I think that's yeah. who watches it, but that's a cute one. And then once I finish Ghosts, I'm going back to Big Sky because um, Jensen Ackles will be a regular in season three and where my supernatural boys go, I follow. Yeah. That's the TV roundup. Yeah. Like there's so much, like I said, there's just so much more next week. The Umbrella Academy comes out. Um, Only Murders in the Building comes back in just a little over, no, about two weeks. Um, trying to think what else comes out soonish. I don't know. I'm looking at my list, but yeah. It's a good time for TV, TV people. It's a great time to be a TV fan. Oh yeah. Big time, big time, big time. So, um, 
we have two patron shout outs, which is exciting. Um, first patron shout out is Danielle Gastineau. Welcome to the family. Danielle's binging her way through, I think, is it just met or all three? I think it's all three. All three. Yeah. So she's binging her way through and she's already joined the patron family. So welcome. Thank you for supporting the pod. We are here for you. If you have any questions or thoughts or feelings, please feel free to unleash. Yeah. Yes. And then last, but certainly not least, we have Daniela. I'm not even going to attempt your last name because it is foreign and I will butcher it. And we don't want to butcher it. So drop us an email and let us know how to pronounce it, please. Yes. But welcome, welcome, welcome to the fam. We're glad you're here. So glad you're here. Yeah. So um, if you would like to support the pod for as little as $2 a month, please check the link in our socials to our Patreon page. There's a lot of fun stuff there. Facebook group, discount on merch. Um, the, 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 the community is really the best part of it. Yeah. Um, and since it's hiatus, we will have, hi- we will have a patron happy hour at some point. Uh, yeah. We just got to plan it out, but yeah, but yeah, definitely the community is the best part. It was really fun because it in Austin, obviously we know our friend Jackie, who's also one of our patrons. So like, it was good to see her again, but like, I got to meet Christine, who's one of our long time patrons, um, and hang out with her. And it was just really, it was really fun to be with her and spend the weekend with her. It was really, she's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. I think it's time to move into the episode, shall we? Let's do it. All right. You guys have heard me drone on long enough. Um, but this episode, again, this is Casey's Bottle episode, season five, episode four. Um, I didn't realize that this was all the way back in season five. It didn't feel like it was that long ago. I honestly forgot. Like, I remember the gist, right? Like, I remember Casey, I acid, whatever, like it trapped in a warehouse with a girl. Like, I remember that part of it. But yeah, I didn't think it was season five. I kind of forgot a lot of other parts of this episode. I, yeah. So something I noticed that I thought was kind of interesting was that this um, on the on Amazon where it lists out, you know, the, the episode descriptions and stuff. It said that this aired on October 31st of 2016. I don't think that's right because not only October 31st, obviously Halloween, not only that, it was a Monday. I don't recall Chicago Fire airing on Monday. I thought it was like Tuesdays. It was Thursdays. Um, I'm double checking. I'm I'm looking at Wikipedia. Hold on a second. Hold on. Let's see. It was November 1st. So it was, I guess, Tuesday. Okay. Because I was like, no, Halloween, I would have been like, doing something right you know that's what you think um the other reason i only i remember because i'm just like that's not right the only reason i that i remember that okay so 2016 was when charlie and i had just started dating um we've been together about three months charlie watched this episode with me this was the first episode of chicago fire he had ever seen yeah this was my first season watching live yeah season five was yeah so um certain parts i remembered certain parts i was like oh forgot about that so Interesting. So, um, I've been talking long enough. You guys are probably sick of hearing from me. Brian, will you start us off? Sure. So the episode starts and this is, I mean, Dossie at this point, even though they get married after this, Dossie's like going downhill. This is like, to me, like they're like way, way gone. Yeah. Um, so Casey and Dawson have this like 
big misunderstanding about like who's going to pick Louie up after lunch or pick up Louie after lunch because Casey has taken the day off because he has to go do some inspection thing for like alderman duties. But so Gabby's on shift and she's like, Casey thinks the babysitter, it's like a whole thing. And like Severide is still living with them at this point, which like I also forgot. And it's just like he walks in and it's just like LOL at him awkwardly interrupting this whole drama it's just yeah that was really funny the the fact that Casey was like they they like <laughs> Casey kind of looks a little bit like an asshole in this first scene because he's like it's my day off I was going to play golf like well I mean and ooh. he was going to play golf obviously for alderman things he doesn't just go play golf to play golf he it was like a meeting yeah and he just happened to be playing golf but yeah also just lol the fact that Casey plays golf because yeah no there's no way <laughs> no um but yeah it's is bad and casey does look like a big asshole in this scene but like again knowing what we know now it's just to me makes it more clear that i like i'm trying to remember what i would have thought back in season five like as is airing and i think i would have thought that in that moment casey was being an asshole like a little bit but now knowing what we know now i just look at the scene and i'm like oh my god this is the downhill like season six is like really the downhill but like mm-hmm. this is like kind of the beginning of the downhill i mean i don't think either one of them gets off you know free in this scene because it's like looking back on it with 2022 eyes like season 10 eyes like casey seemed like a really big asshole but then also gabby seemed like she was like jumping down his throat yeah for sure. So, yeah. Yeah. Gabby is not my favorite in this episode either, but not even really for the Casey stuff because of the whole way she handles the call later, which we'll get to. Yeah. yeah. Um, so basically Casey's like, fine, whatever. Okay. We'll make it happen. He's like, I'll get Louie after lunch, whatever. So Casey goes to his appointment and it's basically like to look over this like decontamination pool factory thing, whatever. There's like some alderman business going on. So he, Casey's trying to be like a good alderman he's like I'll go inspect it and the guy's like no one ever comes to like actually like look into it and Casey's like well that's not me and it's just like Casey's trying too hard but Casey trying to be too much actually kind of worked out in his favor a little I miss him so much though I know I know so basically they're in the factory and all of a sudden the guy driving the forklift runs into the container of chemicals like he basically it I mean, it's obviously for the TV show, but he like doesn't even really, I don't know how he ran into it and didn't see it coming, but whatever. He runs into the forklift and the container of chemicals spills everywhere. So he was like doing wheelies. Like it's not, it, it wasn't even like an inadvertent accident. Homeboy was doing like circles on the factory floor. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is like he turned and it's like, obviously if you turn left, it's going to run into the container. I don't, whatever. Yeah. Anyway, um, that's one of those things that like, it's supposed to make sense because it's tv but if you really think about it it doesn't make sense yeah yeah um so there's a guy another guy that's like standing right there is like trying to help him and he basically like immediately starts getting burned in case he's just like what the fuck like what is in these containers obviously turns out to be i think it's sulfuric acid Mm -hmm. and it's like oh fuck so Casey's just like, what the fuck? And so, but like, of course he's Casey. So he immediately like springs into action. He gets the guy off the forklift and he like takes him into the break room where his daughter, who he had met like briefly for two seconds earlier, is like working. She's been painting in there. 
Um, and Casey just starts doing Casey things. And like the guy's not too bad off in the beginning. And he like keeps trying to reassure the girl. He's like, yeah, the other guy who's like managing the factory, he escaped and was going to call 911 and like help will be here in a few minutes. Like, we'll be fine. We'll be fine. We'll be fine. Can we also talk so, about like the, the initial guy? Like, I think the guy who like owned the factory when he got like burned up, that was some zombie apocalypse, like hunger game shit. Well, no, he's not the one that gets burned up at first mm-hmm. he's the one that casey think has escaped to call oh, oh. the factory right right call 911 the first guy who gets killed like zombie yeah, yeah, yeah. the guy shit. who like got burned up yeah yeah, yeah yeah that was like walking dead shit yeah yeah so after a while they're in the break room and casey still doesn't hear sirens going so like of course casey's like well i'll try calling 911 which i mean they have no service so like he can't but it's just like he tries how is it that anytime there's a disaster like our faves just tend to find all of the dead spots in chicago right like i mean granted of course i live in the country like there are some dead spots around here but like not i could find more places with service than casey and severide and gabby like everyone else could find <laughs> places with no service but does, like does t-mobile offer some kind of discount to firefighters do they all have t-mobile and that's why they don't get reception anywhere real, in the city? they want to like change their service plan uh, yeah <laughs> yeah so of course then uh, so they're still in the break room um and so casey and the girls start talking and like they you know she kind of opens up a little bit and like they start forming this bond over like parent struggles and you know because of course she just lost her mom and Casey makes a comment at one point and she's like, oh, I guess the only people who kind of say that are people whose dads took them fishing. And Casey's like, well, actually, my dad was a fucking asshole. I mean, not he doesn't say that, but he's like, actually, that's not how this is. And yeah, you know, they have like their little bonding moments, whatever. I wonder what Matt's relationship was like with his dad, though. I don't think it was that great. I'm, I'm like, I'm curious because we never really, that's like stuff we'll never know now. It's like, A, what was the relationship like? And then after his mom, like, you know, killed him as self-defense and went to jail and everything, like, did that, how badly did that strain the relationship between Casey and his mom? Well, and like, we does, does he agree with what she did? Well, I mean, we, we know a little bit because we saw those episodes. We don't know a ton though. No, but, like, we know that Casey wasn't, like, the biggest fan of what his mom did, but, like, compared to, obviously, he killed his dad, but, like, mm-hmm. compared to Christy, he was at least willing to support her through the parole stuff and yada, 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 but then that obviously strained because she, when she got out, then she just kind of upped and left, and they still don't have a great relationship, but, like, I don't think they had, like, a great relationship after his dad, I mean, his mom went to jail for killing his dad, like, I mean... Even if you don't have a great relationship with your dad, I feel like, you know, mm-hmm. can't be that great. So, a lot. yeah. Um, but anyway, so Casey gets up on the table to look like outside into the main part of the factory and he sees Gary, who's the main guy who, you know, whatever. It looks like he tried to go back to his office to cover up like what he was up to because obviously you're not supposed to store sulfuric acid like this. Like he was clearly cutting corners up to real shady shit. 
So this guy tried to like go back to his office to cover it up, but like the fumes got to him. So he, instead of escaping while he could and making it out safe, he ended up dying. Um, this is why we always listen to our firefighters. We always listen. Yeah. And always listen to Matt Casey. So he ends up, obviously, of course, now he's dead. So he never called 911. And of course, now the fumes are starting to make their way underneath the door. So like they're running out of time slowly in this break room. So the girl's dad wakes up and he's like, yeah, I knew what he had, the guy, he like admits that he basically knows what's been going on at this factory. And the girl is furious with him that she even brought her into the environment knowingly. And, but there's not much, I mean, they're, you know, it's only so much they can do now, but so Casey spots an air vent that leads to the office, but he can't fit through. So the girl offers in to go in, but the fumes are already like in there. So that plan obviously is now down the toilet. So basically they're just still stuck in this break room with nowhere else to go. No way to try to get out anywhere to call 911. Like they're just stuck. And they're in the dead zone. Yeah. So then it gets even worse because Casey starts looking through the window again into the main part of the factory and sees that the acid is moving towards the pile of aluminum shavings. And the problem with that is that once it hits it, sulfuric acid and aluminum makes things go boom and they have to get out of there. So yeah. just, just casual Sunday in the CFD. Yeah. And also things I now know at sulfuric acid and aluminum. Boom. That's all. I mean, oh, you mean you don't store your sulfuric acid and aluminum shavings in two different places? No. I mean, I have sulfuric acid. I mean, what? I mean, I thought everybody just hid the tanks in wherever covered up by other stuff. Yeah. So Dawson goes to Severide's office. This is back at 51, of course. And there's other things going on, but We'll get to that in a little bit. Um, Dawson goes to Severide's office and she like starts venting about the Casey situation. She just goes all in. Too. This is She's funny. like, she goes all in. And Severide's like, you need to calm down. Like, it's it's not as big of a deal as we think it is. Like, I don't think Casey meant anything by it. Like, you know, he's like, you need to calm down. I love how he obviously wants no part of this, but he's he like, knows I that, like, that's no his role. He's like, okay, I am that person. So fine. I'll just listen. But I just love how Diaby goes in and just starts ranting. She's like, golf, really? Like, are you fucking serious? And Seb's like, okay, like we're doing this. All right. All right. Cool. Yeah. He's like, we're not doing this, but like, I guess we are, but mm-hmm. I'm, we're not, but we're not, we're not. Yeah. Uh, so back at the factory, whatever. Casey, again, Casey being Casey and doing all the Casey things, he gets this idea and it's like cinder block walls. Keep in mind, right? I mean, it's a factory break room. Like it's not anything crazy. I mean, it's cinder block walls. Casey starts taking off the chair legs on like a little just break room table and starts taking the chair leg and tries to knock. There's like a hole in the wall already a little bit from where a pipe comes out. And Casey decides he's going to take the chair leg and start knocking a hole in the wall. Okay, but the ease with which he dismantles this chair. Yeah. Like, watching that scene, I was like, he really is Captain America. Holy shit. He just, Unreal. like, took the chair and just dismantled it like that. Like, what, like a tard? Yeah. I, like, I mean, we always talk about Severide, like you said, Severide being an Avenger, right? But I was like, Casey's isn't as so much, like, Severide is an Avenger because he does all the like 
crazy stunts and the strength and whatever. But Casey's, I mean, Severide's smart too, but like Casey's like quick thinking and his mm-hmm. smarts is definitely his strength as a firefighter. Yeah. For sure. I mean, in this, I was like, because I wouldn't have even thought to be like, let me take this chair leg off the back and like start knocking a hole in the wall. Like would not have even crossed my mind. So would Casey's shield like have a 51 on it? Like, what do you think it would look like? A 51? Uh, I don't know. And, and instead of vibranium, maybe it's just made of aluminum shavings. So <laughs> I was just about to say, yeah, definitely. Um, I don't know. I think Casey wouldn't want anything too flashy because it's Casey. So probably something muted, just like red. Maybe his, yeah, just, so red. just something red, just something just red. red. Yeah, no, um, it's red with the fire goat with the goat symbol on it for truck eighty one. Love that. I love that. I'm um, like Matt just shows up in this turnout gear and like in firefighter clothes, and then his like red shield looks like totally out of place. Yeah, yeah. I like that. But then like, if the, if the shield's made of aluminum shavings, it's it's almost like it's very Superman like, right? Because instead of kryptonite, then it's sulfuric acid. That's his weakness. Yeah. Oh my god. I know. She, Brian is so ready to just like she's just like do we have to record all summer? Can we just meet back when the shows start again? Like I have to deal with this all summer. <laughs> really? Yeah. Um so back in 51, Dawson gets a call from Louis's daycare. Obviously Casey never made it to pick up Louis and Gabby is pissed. The way she just immediately jumps to conclusion, like, this is Matt freaking Casey. You really think this man was going to golf and just be like, fuck that kid? Right. After I said I would already pick him up, like, you think I'm just, yeah. But she does. But that's the thing that bugs me, too. Like, she does assume the worst. I'm sorry. She doesn't assume the worst could have happened to Casey. She assumes that he was the worst and didn't pick up Louie. That's a good point that, yeah, like she didn't assume something bad happened. She just assumed that Casey was the bad thing that happened. Yeah. yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. So Dawson's having this dilemma go on. Cut to Casey continuing to try to like knock a hole in the wall, like fighting for his life. And so the girl is now the one looking into the main room of the factory. And she notices that the acid, of course, is starting to hit the aluminum shaving. So we're having sparks and things are starting to slowly start going kaboom. The last half of this episode is like the 4th of July. Like everywhere you look, it's just like, yeah, everywhere. So Casey, again, things I would have never even thought about. Casey decides to take the fire extinguisher, sprays it over the hole, and then, like, suddenly it becomes easier to knock a hole in the wall. I don't understand how that happens. Okay, what do I Google to figure this out? Um, (laughs) Fire extinguishers and brick? No, it's not brick. It's cinder block. Cinder block. I don't know what's about to come up. This could be weird. Um... Can fire burn through cinder block? Is cinder block fire resistant? Let's see. Cinder blocks make great fire pits. Um, no, that's not what we wanted. What fire rating is a concrete block? This tells me nothing. Yeah. How to use a fire extinguisher properly? Um, why? No. I don't know what to Google, but I want to know the answer to that. If anyone knows the answer to this. Hit us up. 
let us know because I saw that and I actually went back and rewatched it. I was like, that's not what he did. It's like, that's not what happened. And then he goes and I was like, huh? I thought he was going to spray it at like the door or something. And like the fire extinguisher was, I thought he was going to spray it in the hole. Like he had already started to open up a hole a little bit. It wasn't big enough for anyone to go in through, but he had already started to open up a hole. I thought he was going to take it and spray it in like through the hole. But no, he sprays the hole and then all of a sudden it seems like magically easier to knock down. It just crumbles to the ground. Basically. Oh my God. I, you know what? I think I want Casey on my escape room team. Yeah, clearly. Like, I, I think back to the time that like the apartment caught fire with Naomi and he just like MacGyvered his way out of that one too. Mm-hmm. Man. Damn, yeah. Casey. So things are getting worse inside and Casey tells the girl that like he makes the hole big enough now, of course, but not for him to get through, not for really a lot of people to get through, but like for her to get through. And he's like, I need you to go through the hole, go outside and call 911. And she's like hesitant to leave, of course, because her dad's still in there, but she does end up going and like Casey ends up having to do one of those like tracheotomies with a straw. Totally forgot about that. Yeah, I Definitely did not remember that happening. I remember other shows doing it, but I did not remember that Casey did that at all. I totally forgot. And like, just the ease, he just was like, here's a bottle of Windex. Here's some soap and water. I'm just going to soak this because I know exactly what to do. Like, damn. Damn. I don't know if Sev could do that. I mean, like he could if he had to, but I don't think his brain would have gone to it that quickly. No, I don't think so either. That's what I'm saying. I, Casey, I mean, they both obviously have strengths and they both obviously are smart, but Casey's is really his like quick thinking to being like, I, okay, I've got two points. I've got 0.2 seconds to figure out something to do. Okay. I got it. Like that is Casey's strength. Yeah. That is his strength as a firefighter for sure. That's probably one of the most impressive things I've seen like Casey do. And I completely forgot about it. I forgot about it too. Honestly, like I said, beyond the fact that like, I knew Casey got stuck in a warehouse with a girl. Like, I kind of forgot about a lot of this episode. I haven't watched it in maybe since it aired. Like, yeah. I haven't seen it in a long time. Um, so, of course, the girl does make it out and call 911. And who else shows up but 81, 61, and Squad 3? Because, of course, the factory just so happens to be in the zone of the firehouse. That's going to be the best feeling, though. Like, I'm going to just go call my friends. <laughs> like yeah guys i'm in a situation get me out of here please yeah so of course they roll up on the site of accident and dawson immediately recognizes casey's truck and then of course the girl starts telling him about like you know what's going on and she's like mr casey and i'm like (laughs) i was just getting a kick that cracked me up through the whole episode how every time she was like mr casey mr casey i'm like mr casey that's just matt like yeah what are you doing so 81, of course, has to get all the power off, which they do. It takes them a hot second, but they do. And like Severide and the rest of the squad comes in to like get Casey and the dad out. I mean, which, of course, Severide has to be the first one in because, duh, BFF is That's in trouble nice for life. Yeah. Uh, but everyone's going to be OK, which is amazing. Dad's going to be, you know, little road to recovery, but he's going to be fine. Um, everyone is OK. Um, Casey's like totally unscathed, even though he definitely had like direct exposure to the sulfuric acid. Like, we're not even going to check him out. 
yeah well and that's what dawson's like you need to get checked out and casey's like no 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 i'm fine it's like right. we get it casey you're an avenger but like calm down we get it cap like yeah. we know <laughs> that moment though when like they bring the dad out and then casey comes out all like battle worn and he's all, like dirty and sweaty and stuff i was like oh shit like damn and then he's just like i'm fine you're not you're not fine you're not fine but okay yeah that's what you say well and then so the episode ends and then we can kind of talk about the casey dawson louis of it all but like so the episode ends and like casey and dawson louis like go visit the girl her dad at hospital and they're like standing outside the room and um you know they both they're just like you know we're gonna screw up you know both of us like i mean this is really still new and casey's just like i love you i'm not going anywhere and like but she is i know it's like oh but like i don't know the whole thing as i was watching this and like it's hard to go back sometimes and watch these episodes and try to think what i was feeling then versus like what i know now yeah because now i watched this and i was just like they're not on the same page like i get it like they love each other right there is no denying that casey and dawson loved each other Mm -hmm. and that like if things were different and maybe they were slightly different people that they could have made it work Mm -hmm. but they could and like i think this episode really just kind of proved that that like yes they loved each other and they care about each other and they obviously don't want anything to happen to each other and like it was really scary i'm sure when dawson saw that it was casey's truck out there and that like she was really scared of that moment and realized that like sometimes they were acting petty and like that love but like they weren't on the same page as the Louis. Like, they weren't on the same page as the Louis stuff. They weren't on the same page about any kid stuff. I mean, like, they kind of got married on a whim. And it's just, like, it just, every time I go back and I watch one of these episodes, especially in five and six, when things really started to fall apart for them, it just becomes painfully more obvious to me that, like, they were maybe a case of, like, I don't want to say right people wrong time, because I don't think it's that it, but, like, that sometimes love isn't enough. That, yeah. like, you can love someone so much and, like, that's not enough to, like, make a s- successful relationship. And the parallels I see between this and Berzik and Michaela, it's wild. Like, just really? Sim- yeah, I see a lot of parallels here because the dynamic between Gabby and Matt at this point in the season, it's very similar to, to the Kim and Adam dynamic when Michaela came along because, you know, Gabby's just, like, I want to do this. I don't need your blessing. I'm just going to go do it anyway. And then, you know, Casey or Ruzik just had to fall in line. Right. See, so, I think that's the, I, I think that's where it stopped. I don't think that's the case at all. I think Kim asked Ruzik to be Michaela's guardian, mm-hmm. but like he could have just left it at that. And like, if he really, cause she wasn't asking for him to like be a parent or to be anything. She just said, Hey, if something ever happens to me, will you take Michaela? And he was like, of course. And, like, it could have stopped there. But, like, Adam is the one who really wanted to be involved in Michaela's life and, be, you know, started becoming, like, uncle and Adam. And then it was dad. And, you know, then now he is, her, you know, he's our father for all intents and purposes that we see it. I mean, they may not see it that way, but whatever. But he is. I don't think it was the thing that happened with Casey at all. I think Casey, Gabby was like, well, you can kind of, this is, I'm doing this. And, like. Mm-hmm. If you want to be in my life and if you want to be in a relationship, then like, this is what's happening. And Casey kind of was like, well, if I want to be with Gabby, I have to accept Louie. And that's not because that was not what Kim was offering to Adam. She just said, hey, if something happens to me, will you take Michaela? And he was like, yeah. And then he himself was willing to be involved in Michaela's life, though. Casey, I think, kind of 
I mean, was willing to some extent, but really because he more wanted to be with Gabby, not because he really, I mean, he obviously learned he loved Louie by the end. Of course he did. But like, mm-hmm. that's not what it was in the beginning. I think that's where it stops is that like they both had kids. That's in my personal opinion. I mean, I think the I think the dynamic gets similar too in the fact that in that situation, both of the women, Gabby and Kim, were both just like, this is what's happening, fall in line. And then they do. But then also like both of them kept both Casey and Adam kind of on a short leash in that like, if you fuck up even in the slightest, it's going to be a big deal. And so, I mean, again, you see it, you see it in this episode with how uh, Gabby's immediately just like, he gave me an issue over picking up Louie and now he's playing golf. Like, oh my God, I can't believe it. And then with Adam, you know, anytime he doesn't listen to her, anytime he does anything that she doesn't like, she's so quick to just throw it in his face. Yeah. I mean, I see that similarity, I guess. I think for me, the biggest thing too, and why they're not similar though, is that like Casey and Dawson are trying to be in a relationship. Like they're really trying to be like, for what we know as like a nuclear family, right? Mom, Mm -hmm. dad who are in a relationship, who love each other. And then you've got the kid mm-hmm. and like Kim and Adam, they are, ve- I mean, Adam may want things to change or whatever, but like, they are very clearly just friends friends for better or for worse. They are very clearly just like, they are friends. And I think that definitely changes the dynamic. And like I said, I personally think that like Casey seemed more like if Gabby's like, this is what it wants. And like, if you want to be in my life, then like, you kind of got to fall in line. I think Adam was a lot more willing to be in Michaela's. I, I don't think Kim forced him to be in Michaela's life. No. Like, even if he had just said, yeah, I'll be her guardian if everything in me happens, but I don't want to be around. Then like, I don't think he is. I mean, like, I, don't, I don't think Adam Gabby wanted it. I don't think Gabby forced Casey either. I think she was cool no matter what, but I think. Uh... No, she gave him an ultimatum. She was like. This is what it is. I mean, like, this is basically like, we want to be together. Then like, I mean, I'm doing this and like, you can either fall in line or you don't. Ooh, I remember. Because remember, she was going to go live in Herman's apartment. Yeah. Remember? And then Casey shows up at the end. Yeah. And that's end of season four. I remember that. I just remember that scene when Antonio goes to talk to Casey and is like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. That was a great scene. But then I was kind of disappointed because Casey was like, you need to back off. And I was like, dude, it's her brother. It's her big brother. You got to show some respect. Like, I remember that. I remember that. But yeah. And then both times when both of the guys come under danger, you know, Casey and Ruzik, like both of them are just like, oh, but wait, like, I know I give you a hard time, but like, don't die, please. Like, yeah. just kidding. Stick around. Only Gabby never told Casey that she was better off without him. But um. I'm only a little bitter about that. I'm incredibly bitter. Don't judge me. Yeah. I don't know. I just think it, it definitely is interesting. It just like I said, it's sometimes hard to go back and try to remember what I was feeling in 2016 yeah. when I was watching this versus like how I feel now and obviously knowing everything we know now. Um, like I said, to me, I just watched this and I was like, no, Casey and Gabby basically when they got back together in season four, um, they were not okay. Not like that was, I mean, they were fine, but it was definitely the beginning of the downward spiral and like season five and especially season six. It was just, yeah. It's so funny because like while Dossie was in their prime, I like was just so head over heels for them. And I just thought it was such a great love story. But now that hindsight is what it is and they're both gone, I'm just like, they were kind of a mess. 
like you said, I think they were the, they're the quintessential example of sometimes love isn't enough. Right. Like you can love someone so much and they could be, I mean, they could be the love of your life, but sometimes that's not enough. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So before we get into listener thoughts, there was a little discussion in the patron group. Someone, our friend, our patron Megan had asked us when she was posting some suggestions for episode episodes, she had said something about we should do an episode on like all the bottle episodes and like ranking them. And I said, I didn't think we could do like maybe a whole episode on that because there's not that many in comparison. There's only like four, five. No, there's five. There's five. Um, But I was curious now that we've obviously talked about Casey's Severides is your favorite. Um, We had Bowden's this season and we've, you know, we've had some more recently. I'm curious, like what, how would you rank them? Okay, top to oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, top to bottom, how would I rank them? So obviously, Severide is at the top. Um, yeah. that's like my all-time favorite episode. I gotta write this down. I gotta see it. Um, there's five. So there's Casey, Severide, Sev, Gabby, Cruz, and Herman. And then, Sla- well, Cruz slash Herman because that's one, and then Bowden. And the girls, uh, Stella and... Do we count that as a bottle episode, though? I think so. I don't... I mean, I guess. I I don't know. I don't think of that as, like... I guess because I usually think of bottle episodes being, like, one or maybe two characters, but... I mean, Stella doesn't show up till the end. Yeah, it's, like, halfway through, I think. I haven't watched that one in a while. Me neither. And then Bowden. All right. Okay. Ooh. Okay, okay. I wrote this out. Okay. Sev is definitely number one for sure, because that's like my favorite episode ever. Um ooh. it's hard because I haven't seen Gabby's in a while and I haven't seen the if we're counting the girls one. I haven't seen that one in a while. Um I'd say Severide is my favorite. I really enjoy the Herman and Cruz one just for the way it's set up because it is truly just like them in that elevator for basically the whole episode. Like there's not other plot lines happening on top of it. that episode. Yeah. Um, so I think that one would probably be my second favorite. Um, then I'd go Casey, I think. Maybe. Then Bowden, but like I said, it's hard for me because I don't really remember much about Gabby's and the girls. So like I think I would need to rewatch them to do like a proper ranking. But what okay. do you have? Severide at number one, Cruz yeah. and Herman at number two. Yeah. And Gabby at number three. I like that episode. I did like we that episode. We did that episode, obviously, in the beginning of the podcast, but I have not watched it in a long time. I need to go back and watch it. No, I enjoyed that one. That one kept you captivated the whole time. And then like the fact that she was stuck with like the worst humans possible. And then like, how were they in a collapsed parking garage? They all survived. No problem. I have a million questions. And then Casey's ceremony. And then like, you have the whole thing about like when Casey can't find his tie and stuff, right? Just gives him his like every moment of that episode was entertaining. Yeah. I literally forgot that was the thing. Like that I haven't watched that episode in probably since it aired. Um, I have Bowden's fourth, which I feel like Bowden and Gabby's could be like, they could flip flop for me. Um, and the only reason Bowden's isn't higher is because the other three are there first. I mean, I just, I love Bowden's. Um, yeah. 
and Bowden crushed it as you as you would think he did, right? Like totally fine. Great. Yeah. Um, I have the one with Stella and Brett and Emily at number five. It's fine. It's fine. And I have Casey at number six. I do. This is my least favorite of the bottle episodes. I said it. I think this one's good. I think it's better than I thought it was. Mm-hmm. I used to think that I was like, fine. And then I rewatched and I was like, okay. The thing that I honestly don't care about, which we'll get to in a second, like I don't really care about the other stuff. And I think that's why I liked Cruz and Herman so much is because beyond the first like two seconds of the episode and then like the last two seconds, it is truly just Cruz, Herman, and those other few people in the elevator the whole time. Spam. Um, yeah, I'm with you on that. You don't see any of the other characters until the very last scene. And then you have like one line of dialogue with Cruz and Seth and that's it. Well, and that's what I really think is like, when I think of bottle episodes, I think of episodes like that. I mean, granted in fire world, you usually have some other storylines going on too, but like, I think for me, like, I love the Casey part of this episode, but like the other stuff isn't as strong. Like there's just so little, I mean, like there's like a little bit of it. There's like a little bit of a Otis storyline. There's a little bit of the brett and mount stuff there's a little bit of the dawson brett stuff, and it's just like I, and i don't care that's not the part i care about yeah and i i hate that when an episode like when the b and c stories are not as strong as the a story i hate that but also that's a hard thing to get right yeah. um it's a very hard thing to do to you know execute a, a perfect episode all the way around so but no i'm with you because there were parts where they would they would pan over and it, it's just the tone shift was a little too much because like you know Casey's about to like boil an acid and then you're telling me to laugh at the romance novel that Brett and Mouch wrote like well and that's a continued plot line because that really happens in the episode before this too when you know Brett finds out and all that stuff but still it's mm-hmm. just I don't know I mean like I said I it's hard for me to rank because I feel like I don't remember anything about, like I didn't even remember the tie scene from the like I don't remember the Gabby one at all I remember parts of the Emily, Brett, and Stella one, but I need I would need to go back and watch them. But it is interesting just to think about like what is the best. I still I do think Severides is great just because it's the first one we got and it's iconic, you know, like and I just I love that episode and I think I love season two of Fire. But yeah, but I'd still say Cruz and Herman's, I think, is second. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Um, but listener thoughts um we had lots of listener thoughts left you guys like this episode um christine said i'll start you off with the the one tree hill up reference for the episode the actress who plays the teenage girl he's trapped with is barbara allen wood's daughter deb yeah love it yeah her younger daughter is always in those dolly parton movies yeah i love it yeah yeah um, Jess said, oh man, this is my favorite, my all-time favorite bottle episode. That being said, the first thing that always comes to mind when I think about it is Dawson getting pissed off because Casey didn't pick up Louie or something. Meanwhile, he's off trying to save people and almost dying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Kevin N said, oh, I remember this episode so well. This is the one where Casey had to save a daughter, father from acid spill that was not only toxic and hazardous to their health, but I believe it was also highly flammable. Crazy, but man, oh man, was that a heart racing episode? 
Yeah. Yeah. Zach said, oh man, this was such a great episode. It had me scared for Casey throughout and he did everything he could to help that girl and her father until help was able to arrive. Definitely an episode that shows why Matt Casey is the fantastic character that he is. What Definitely. I do remember about watching this episode, because I, I mean, I watched it. This was the first time Charlie had ever watched an episode of Chicago Fire. And I think I was watching it with my mom, too. Now, Brian has finally met my mom. She knows what my mom is like. Um, but she was like, she's one of those people who like reacts at every single twist and turn. So like anytime something would happen, like the acid meets the aluminum. She's like, oh, my God. I'm like, mom, like the whole episode. I'm like, mom. Casey's got this like oh, that's so funny because now I can see your mom doing it it's hysterical yeah, yeah. um so that was fun and then I had Charlie sitting on my other side just being like what I what is happening like can we put on sports can we put on a comedy so yeah that was that was a fun one I remember that that's funny <laughs> um yeah but that's it for the Casey the main part of the episode yeah so then we move into Brett and Mouch and Dawson. There's a lot of little things happening. There's also like technically an Otis storyline, but you don't really even realize it's an Otis storyline until like halfway through the episode. It's like stupid. I didn't yeah. put it in that way. I mean, it's funny, but yeah. Okay. So, eh. Eh. okay. So we start the episode. Everybody's hanging out in the common room and Otis has this like beef jerky mac and cheese. It's like in a pouch. It's one of those like MREs, like ready to eat meal- meals that you see in the military. Um, and Mouch and Brett secretly duck out. So they're meeting with this guy from this publishing house because they they just wrote Sheets on Fire. They're wanting to get it published. Um, and the guy's like, yeah, let's do it. Like, I, I'm interested in your book, but they have to pay him 5K up front. And Brett right off the bat is like, uh, no, she's so pissed at Mouch because she's like, I knew we were going to get had. Like, this is bullshit. She was so pissed. So... 61 gets called out and Dawson's like, what's going on with you and Mouch? And Brett's just like, it's a business deal. Yeah. 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 So their patient is this older woman who basically has this history of falling. She keeps falling and hurting herself. And this woman's there who's like a senior advocate. And I quote, um, Dawson wants her to go to med, but the senior advocate is like, it's my job to speak for her. Like you're bullying her. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Um, and so Gabby's like, all right, weird. Okay, whatever. They don't take her to the hospital. So 61 then gets called back out to the older woman's apartment. This time she hit her head. Uh, and she ends up having a stroke, but the senior advocate, she comes back and she's just like, it's my job to talk to her. Like, I want you to take her to Northside. I don't want you to take her to Chicago med. And even she said that, even though the woman said that she was like, I don't want to go to Chicago med. And I was like, oh honey, like, I feel you there. I understand. You just never know when the place might explode or, you know, something might go missing or you never know. The Russian mob might come. You just never know. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. I totally get it. Uh, But yeah, Gabby is just like, Gabby is not taking any of this woman's shit. And I did love that because like that woman did deserve to, she deserved a slap in the face, a little one, just to be like, can you shut up? Like they're trying to work. Um, And also taking her to med, it's the closest hospital. And when you have a stroke, there's only a certain window of time that you have. You only have like an hour or two window. Yeah. I watch way too much TV. That's how I know these things. Um, Maybe it's a three hour window, but yeah, still like saving 10 minutes. It's, it's important. So Dawson and Brett get back to 51 and they get chewed out by the paramedic chief who is not Hawkins. 
You're telling me that getting treatment started 10 minutes earlier didn't make a difference? Because I heard she already started recovering movement. No, what I'm telling you is that I find it hard to believe that there's no way to achieve that result without destroying a city employee's property. I didn't destroy her property. I dropped it. It slipped. My life was so much easier when you were a firefighter. And here you are, back on Ambo, raising my blood pressure one shift at a time. If doing right by my patient... I'm not disputing your medical judgment. I'm just saying there's better ways to do things. Well, maybe I just don't have your gift of diplomacy. Gabby. Brett, what's your take on the situation? I stand by my partner. This is par for the course with Dawson, but I expected better of you, Brett. I'm sorry to hear my confidence has been misplaced. I love that you made the comment about Hawkins, though, because that was the first thing I thought was that, like, LOL at how little we saw. I mean, and once I saw him, I was like, oh, yeah, we've seen him before. Like, I do remember him. But it's just so funny how little we used to see him and hear about him. And then now, obviously, this season being what it was, it's just it was very funny. It's hilarious, right? Because, I like, I before Hawkins, I don't recall ever having seen the paramedic chief. And now I'm just like, oh, they did show us the paramedic chief before. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, we did see him. He was oftentimes yelling at either Brett or Dawson. Like, uh, we did see him, but, like, it's just so funny because I'm like, yeah. And now we're just like, paramedic chief, tell us more. (laughs) Yeah, you can have him come back every day. Yeah. We don't care. Gabby is so smug in this moment. And I, part of me loves it. And then the other part of me is like, Gabby, like. Yeah, I, listen, I, this is what. I was talking about earlier, like, I do think that uh, this is a reason a lot of people like Dawson and I get it right. Like she doesn't take shit. That's like clearly shit. And she like stands up for the people, you know, the patient or patients. And there is something to admire about that. But I think you also have to know when you're doing more harm than good. And I think she pushed the boundaries maybe a little too much with her, the way she was. Cause at this point she got the patient to med, right? Like it's not like she's sitting. I mean, like she already did what she was going to do. She already broke the rules in that way. Like mm-hmm. what is her like talking back and never really get out of it? Yeah. Like you made your point when you threw the woman's phone, you don't have to mouth off to your chief. And now. by taking the woman and like disobeying her orders and taking her to med instead of North side or whatever. I don't remember quite what she said to the chief that made Bowden stop her, but I enjoyed it. I did enjoy it. I, I, this more, I was just like, really, Gabby? I was like, really? And then the thing, whole thing where they asked Brett, when Bowden asked Brett, he's like, well, what do you think? And Brett obviously is like, I'm going to stand by my partner. And when then Gabby's whole reaction at the end, because Gabby's like, you know, whatever. And Brett's like, don't ever put me in that position again. And it's like, it's true. I mean, like, that's what I'm saying. Gabby, I think, took it just a little too far. Yeah. The, the looking back on the Gabby and Brett friendship, given the way it ended and the way it went, just weird. I have a weird takeaway from that whole thing, which like I know they were meant to be BFF, but it just given the way it ended, it just ended weird. Yeah. 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 So Trudy comes into Molly's after shift which like this is just it's mwah. Mwah. like this is the best part of the whole episode this is the cherry on top this is like yeah. finesse to the, the end of the story trudy comes into molly's and she goes up to herman and she's just like where is she and herman's like who like what are you talking about and she looks at her phone and she's like sylvie brett and herman's <laughs> like she's over there so Brett and Mouch are having drinks together and and Trudy comes up because after this whole spat with Gabby, they get the idea of, you know, 
adding in two paramedics who like, you know, sometimes they clash, we get along really well. And now maybe we just might make them love interest, whatever. <laughs> Trudy comes up and she's like, you want to tell me while you were texting my husband? Oh, the girls can make out if they want. Brett's like, oh no. Oh dear Lord. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's not what it looks like. It's not what it looked like. And so Trudy sits down and Trudy's like, honey, you know, I have a friend in publishing, right? I'm like, I could have gotten you a read from the get-go. And Sylvie just looks at Mouch and is like, really? Really? And then Plan is just like, he's an idiot. He's an idiot. Like, yeah. Mwah, perfect. Mouch like, and Trudy, though, like, they totally strike me as that couple that, like, the weird things that both of them are into, they're totally cool with. Like, I feel oh, like yeah. after that, Trudy was like, why didn't you just tell me? Right. She's like, I don't care. Yeah, yeah. She's like, For honestly, sure. that makes you hotter. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's cute. But uh, I'm trying to scroll down. And it's not letting me. There we go. Um, the Otis stuff was just, it was quick. Obviously they, they were trying to, he, he was going to like try out for some civilian pro like some program that was going to send civilians to space. Um, to Mars. Was it, oh, was it Mars? I thought it was just like space in general. It was Mars. I missed that part. Um, because the first thing I thought of was Lance Bass and him trying to go to space in like the early two thousands. And he like went and trained in like Russian cosmonaut school and shit. Um, this is what happens when your boy band of choice is in sync. You remember random stuff. Um, I, I wrote a whole fan fiction about it, actually, about Lance getting ready to take off into space. I remember you told me that. Yeah, yeah. True story. True story. Um, my favorite part of that whole thing, though, is when Otis is trying to, like, dismantle the fan, like, holding his breath. And then he tells everybody that he got picked for this mission. And, like, Stella and Tony and Cap and, like, I can't even remember who else. They just bust out laughing. Yeah. So funny. Like I, I think Stella has like Miranda in general just has a really great laugh. And so like, it wasn't the whole part about dismantling the fan that made me laugh. It was them laughing at him that cracked me up. Yeah. And then Cruz immediately being like, hell yeah, he's going to space. Like it's my best friend. Well, and then it all turns out to be a joke. Yeah. I was a little, I was a little confused about how that all worked out. Cause then- that's what I'm saying. Like, it was just like, I thought that part, like in the beginning, if you had told me like, oh yeah, Otis is going to try to go to space. I've been like, haha, that's funny. Mm-hmm. Cause it's makes sense. It makes all the sense in the world. But then by the end you figure out, cause Cruz makes like a random comment about the fact that like, it was just a joke. And I was like, wait, what? But then Otis got the last laugh because he put the cricket protein in the jalapeno margarita. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, it was a weird storyline. It was weird, but also I missed those two best friends. Yeah, I know. It was good to see them together again. It was. It was indeed. So, any other yeah. notes on this episode? No, it was, it was good to revisit this one. I, like I said, I haven't watched this one, honestly, probably since it aired, and I it was, it was a fun time to watch it. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it for sure. So, that's about all we've got for today. Um, you know, we just took two weeks off. We got to, like, ease back into the flow. You know? Yeah. Um, we've got ideas for stuff that's going to go down over hiatus. Um, yes. Yeah. Good stuff in the works in the works. Yeah. Good stuff in the works. Um, hold that. I'll I'll come back to it. But, um, as always, you know where to find us, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, meet us at Molly's everywhere. Email us anytime about anything. Meet us at Molly's at gmail.com. We love to talk to our listeners. We do very, very much. Um, if you would like to support the pod for as little as $2 a month, please check out the link in our socials to our Patreon page, check out our tea public. Um, I learned a little trick in procreate last night that I'm going to start trying to 
use in merch designs. Um, I also had the idea last night that we sh- we need a we need a shirt that just says like where in the world is Vanessa Rojas. Yeah. Yeah, that's you. So we had uh, some also designs that we were talking about at the end of the season that yeah, yeah. we gotta make happen. I gotta get on that for sure, for sure, for sure. Um yeah, so email us, we're always around. Follow us individually on Twitter. I am at Gina Watches TV, Bryna. I'm at Bryna K13. Perfect. Normal schedule-ish going forward. You know how it is on hiatus. We're a little more relaxed. Um, there's a chance you might not hear from us next week. No, not next week, the week after next. Never mind. Yeah, I was gonna say next week we will be around. Next week we will be here. Brian's birthday is on Monday, by the way. So spam her notifications, like send her a bajillion messages and gifts and everything. Uh the week after next, you may not hear from us. You might hear from us somewhere else. We got to confirm that. Uh, yeah. And that's all you get to know about that right now. But yeah, we'll be here next week and we're around. And yeah, in the meantime, everybody have a good weekend and we will see you then. Bye.